Hello, everyone. We're back for another edition of the Beard and Stash podcast. I'm your host, Adam Parker. And Troy Ballard. And this is Beard and Stash Chat Up Chat Sports episode number three. The date is April 28th. And like the rest of the sporting world, we are talking uh, winners and losers of the NFL Draft 2012. Here we go. So, Adam, you know what cracks me up every NFL draft that rolls around every single year? What, what is it probably all the quarterbacks going in the first round when some of them shouldn't be taken? Something no, like no, that? No, that, 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 <laughs> that, that, that is funny. But no, what is really funny is every time Roger Goodell steps on the stage, he is just pounded with booze. Yeah, and he's, he's a pretty lovable guy, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He is just like a teddy bear that everyone wants to love. It's like, you know, I got last year, you know, I understand last year. In the lockout and all the things. With the lockout, I mean, I get, I get that. You know, I can get why fans are frustrated, but this Public year. Public enemy number one, that guy. <laughs> but with this year, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit hazy on why fans were booing him. I, I mean, I, I understand, you know, Roger Goodell, a player safety thing, but are, is, there, is there that many people that are against Roger Goodell's, like, mantra as the NFL commissioner? I don't know why there would be. I mean, <laughs> extending players' careers keeps your favorite players on the field for longer, so I don't, I don't understand the logic behind that. That is indeed the case. Well, it's obvious it's just Jets fans being idiots again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be it. No, I mean, it, it, Roger Dell did get booed. It wasn't just from Jets fans, but... Um, I it, really was, it was Eagles fans, too, let's be honest. I mean, Eagles yeah, fans are pretty rowdy. Yeah, Eagles fans are too, <laughs> sure. uh, but, but it was uh, it, it was it was an interesting... You know, there's no doubt... With, aside from Roger getting booed, I also find it really interesting. I don't know if you've noticed as well, but how every player hugs Roger Goodell now. Have you noticed that? It, it's before, like it's like a, it's like a pattern sequence, isn't it? It's like the, like one like embrace, two claps on the back from the player, two claps on the back from Goodell, and then repeated by the player. It's pretty yeah, funny, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, it's like this complicated tango they do after they're drafted. <laughs> and and I, I I wonder, you know, I remember way back watching videos of you know old school players getting drafted. And there was no hugging. There was no dancing on the stage. It was serious. You walked up, shook the commissioner's hand, and walked off. All business. All business. And now it's like this, you know, I mean, Andrew Luck even hugged the commissioner. And he's like as professional, business casual, power slacks as you're going to get. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I find it really interesting that, you know, although the players and the fans don't necessarily love Roger Goodell, when they're drafted, they do love him. And Roger Goodell is like their, their you know, I guess he's kind of like their gateway into the NFL, and I, yeah. I don't want to berate that horribly he, cheesy he, thing. He's he's the guy. He's the man that plucks them from obscurity. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I I don't want to you know over reinforce ESPN's cheesy. The young men are realizing their dreams. <laughs> kind of. You know. I've been like I love the commercial from NFL.com. Hello. Hello. Good. It's like we ever talk talking to a team and everything. It's like yeah, I've been. I've been waiting for this phone call for my whole life. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That is just terrible. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, but, it's, but it's interesting how the NFL draft has unfolded in recent memory. And, of course, now, you know, it, it used to be a big deal, but now it's, like, the biggest deal ever. And ESPN has all these crazy promotions. They have those crazy videos of every player in that weird, um, like, dark room with the weight set. Have you seen that commercial? <laughs> like, in the weight yeah. room, and it's like yeah. a... Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's, it's just it's a weird. It's a weird campaign. But but you know, the, the draft has turned essentially into what was plans were like. Oh, who cares? Into this huge national spectacle. And it's a, it's, it's a glorified livestock auction at this point. It really I is. Say. I mean, it's, it's pretty much it. <laughs> and and you know this 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 year especially. I mean, there were some crazy trades. 
And there were some yep, crazy trades. New CBA. So yeah, it, it, the, the new CBAs opened the door for teams to not be afraid to draft great talent. I mean, the, the new CBA, although the players weren't crazy about it, um, it's great for the game. I think this new this new uh, this new rookie wage scale is great for the game. Because oh yeah, definitely. Teams... It's it's been needed for so long. I mean, the, yeah. the, you got to pay the veterans like Ray Lewis and the Palomalus and well. The Brian Dawkins, who sadly is Thank no you. longer yeah, you got to pay, gotta pay those guys because they've been they've been earning their keep for years and years and years. While these guys, while the rookies, are just coming in fresh, so yeah, you know, can't pay those guys more. Yeah, well, I, I think I think that for the rest of Sam Bradford's career, kind of be tainted with that. He's the last rookie to get that big payday. You know, he's yeah, that seems, that seems to come up quite a lot. That contract seems to come up quite a lot in conversations it throughout is, the draft. It is, it is a bad contract. It is a really, really bad contract. If Sam Bradford can, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to regress, but if he does, oh man, and that is just like worst case scenario for the Rams. They they, they have him locked in. Well, I mean, it's a massive deal, and, and I don't know if there's any way out of it. You know, it's just a bad situation for the Rams. Um, Unless some of these picks work out for him. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of, speaking of, why don't we just roll right into it? the winners and losers? Um, you know, here, beer and stash, we uh, we try to be as unbiased as possible, but it, you know, admittedly, yeah, we want, we, Troy and I wanted to put the Steelers and Eagles in the in the clear front <laughs> clear front winners, but uh, yeah, we, we chose we're, not we're, to. We're, <laughs> so. we're putting them in the back display case as honorable mentions. So the Eagles <laughs> and the Steelers are honorable mentions. Um, David along Castro. With, <laughs> along, along with a lot of other teams, mind you. A lot of other teams are in that back honorable honorable mention category. We're not going to list them all off because that would take the entire podcast. But um, So, Adam, if you had to choose one team, at this junction in time, who do you think the best winner of the draft is? I don't know if you have the best let's, winner. Let's but. just let's just hop let's just hop right in with the Rams. I mean, we're already on there, Rams, so why okay. not continue all on with the Rams? I mean, no, there are a lot of people out there that are obviously that are we're ready to t- go pitchforks, torches, and hands, yep. and march and march on the Rams' uh, front office complex. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to burn to raise that place to the ground after they didn't trade after they didn't uh, get Justin Blackman after the Jaguars uh, hopped over them. But yeah, huge. they got some pretty little nice pieces. You, I, I, I can guarantee that Jeff Fisher was sitting in in, in the war room and when he saw the Jaguars trade up. He was like, "I'm done. I'm resigning. <laughs> I'm done." <laughs> um, but really, well, more like Sam Bradford. I'm retiring. Yeah, Sam Bradford. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it. Um, you know, with with the way that the Vikings traded down, and um, you know, the way the way that the draft ended up shaking out in that first five picks, it really left the Rams in a bad spot. And I don't think there was any intention they would ever trade up to get to get Justin Blackman. He had to fall to them because I don't think trading up for the Rams was ever in the equation. They traded down, so they wouldn't trade back up. But yeah, um, too many too many needs to trade up. Mm, yeah. Exactly. And, and interestingly enough, you know, they. They drafted Michael Brockers. They they, they traded down once more once more, correct? With the uh, yeah, with the uh, Cowboys who got Morris Claiborne, exactly. yeah, great pick there too. And, and they ended up landing Michael Brockers, who you know is is a hoss. You know, LSU kid, super super athletic defensive tackle, has a lot of upside, a lot of upside. Yep. Very raw, very but, yeah. raw, huge he, body, six five, three twenty two. He can play outside, inside. He can play spending where you want him to. Very very solid. And then you know. Sam Bradford still was kind of left in the cold, so they drafted Brian Quick, who, you know, I've heard a lot of opinions. So, Adam, where, where, where do you stand on the, on the Brian Quick situation? Uh, I really like him as I really like him as one of the better receivers to come off the board in day two. Actually, he was the first receiver to come off the board in day two. I don't think he should have been the first receiver to come off the board in day two. I think it should have been Stephen Hill from Georgia Tech. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But um, yeah, obviously, obviously the Rams saw something on tape that they really liked about him, and there's been T.O. comparisons about the baggage and. 
no, I don't know if well, I go quite that far because yeah, he is a Hall of no, Famer, don't, but don't, 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 don't. <laughs> that's too early. It's far too early. And then, and then, you know, the rest of the Rams, you know, to, to, to summarize, they got Janoris Jenkins, who's really high risk, really high reward. He's the guy who has like fifty thousand kids, like ten thousand arrests, and so what's so what's saying is he's the next Antonio Cromartie. Is that what you're saying? Obviously, he's actually the next Asante Samuel, but um, <laughs> not kidding. Yeah, Antonio Cromartie is really more accurate. Um, they land Isaiah Peed, who is a great, great, great backup to Steven Jackson. That's a perfect, yeah, perfect pick for the Rams. And they add some more corner depth to Tremaine Johnson out of Montana. Montana. Who, yeah. yeah, he's 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 gonna you know I like him. I like him a lot. You know, but two, I'm gonna, uh, two corners, especially Tremaine Johnson, because he doesn't have the off-the-field issues. I would have liked Pittsburgh to once get a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> but uh, but another, another team, you know, let's – so the Rams, the Rams did really well. But I think the team that may – there, there's two teams that I think stand above the Rams, and they are like neck and neck. And I'll give you one guess who I'm, who I'm thinking of. Well, one guess thing of the two teams. Take one guess. Shot in the dark. Uh, I really like Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I think one, they have to be one of them. I would think that's one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other one, Ugh, I don't know. Well, Tampa Bay had a pretty nice draft, even though they didn't get a uh, Claiborne ding, or ding, 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 uh, ding. Richardson. Yeah. So, so my, my 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 favorite two drafts were, were easily the the Bengals and, and the Buccaneers. Um, you know, I I think that that both teams. I mean, we'll we'll delve into. Do you have a preference, Adam? Bengals or Buccaneers first? Who do you who do you prefer? <laughs> well, I probably prefer the Bengals. They're, they probably had the better. They probably had the best draft so far, which is scary to think of as a Steelers fan. But <laughs> well, let's well let, let's let's run down their picks. They got Dre Kirkpatrick in the first round, cornerback out of Alabama. The guy has light him up, Kirkpatrick. Yeah, Sorry. light him up, Kirkpatrick. Yeah, he has the potential to be absolutely amazing. Um, you're you're talking borderline lockdown. Um, great, great pickup for them. They got uh, Kevin Zietler out of Wisconsin. A, a super, you know. Yep. Offensive line, Wisconsin. Mahler, end yep. of story. Wisconsin lineman, end of story. Yep. <laughs> um, they got Devon Steele out of my alma mater, Penn State, who who I think is is one of the best defensive tackles in the draft. I you know I, I mean I'm I'm biased, incredibly biased, but yeah, he should be great alongside Pecco there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be nasty. Devon Steele has has great, 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 great potential. Um, super, super solid pick. And my and my favorite pick, I think, of their draft is Muhammad Sanu out of Rutgers University. Yep, mine as well. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> love that, the pick. They they need they need a wide receiver to to uh, flank AJ Green. AJ Green. Yep. And um, Muhammad is is that guy. He he, you know, I heard I think I heard John Gruden whisper the ten touchdown mark for him this in his rookie season. So mm, that's see we'll it. see. I guess he wants to watch the red rifle Andy Dalton slinging the ball over the yard now to yeah yeah him. Green, Sanu, and now also Orshan Charles. Yeah, it's it, the, the Bengals. The Bengals walked out like bandits in this draft. There is, I mean, there is no doubt in my mind they are absolute bandits. And, and Adam, I'll let you because I, I know I know you have a soft spot for for, uh, for for Marky Mark here. So I'll let you walk away with the Buccaneers here. What do you think of the Buccaneers draft? Oh, first of all, the Bucks did a phenomenal job. I mean, obviously they they were pretty upset that they missed out on Trent Richardson and Morris Claiborne, but they traded back and picked up the best safety in the draft, bar none. <laughs> and Mark Barron, uh, <laughs> like it's not even close, but uh, well, I guess Harry, Harry, if you like Harry Harrison Smith, he's pretty solid. But Mark Barron is just yeah, far and away a better safety. Machine. And then Doug Martin's already getting already getting comparisons to uh, Greg Shannon's old college running back Ray Rice. So that's always that's always a good comparison. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> oh God, if you're a Ray Rice, watch out, watch oh, out. Yeah, if, as long as um, Legarrette Blunt doesn't fumble the ball as much this year. Doug Martin, he'll be a great combination in the backfield. And then Levante Nasty David, two, two, the, undersized, the undersized, but very energetic linebacker from 
Nebraska. Yep, mm. Nebraska, the Huskers. The Huskers, very nice pick. Yeah, Le- 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 Levante David, he's one of those guys that, that pursues the ball really, really, really well, and he never gives up on a play. He just has that great Andy Reid motor. Yeah, he's got that Andy Reid motor. I'm, surprised. I'm amazed the Eagles didn't draft from the second round, Ashley, but um, neither here nor there. Levante David is a great pick up for the Buccaneers who desperately need help in their linebacking core. Um, they still have not addressed the need at corner, but Mark Barron will help. And of course, wait, 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 wait. Still need help in their linebacker core. You mean, you mean, you mean Derek Brooks isn't still playing for them? <laughs> well, wait, you know, when did this happen? Well, you know, the, the, <laughs> You know, it, it, it comes to a point when Tony Romo is scrambling for 15-yard chunks at a time. That's kind of when you know you need to get new linebackers, I think. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so they, 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 kind of, they kind of clued in, I guess, after that Cowboys game and realized, well, maybe we should upgrade our linebackers a little bit. But like I said, they, they, they failed to address the need at cornerback, and that is an area of concern on the Buccaneers, I think. Um, you know, they, they, they have Mark Barron, who will at least help that situation substantially. Yeah, greatly. Help, 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 defend those, help defend those tight ends that everyone seems to have now. <laughs> but, 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 you know, the ageless Rondé Barber started to look a little bit... Um, Aged? A little bit aged <laughs> last year. Yeah, he did. He started to slow down a little bit on some routes. He got burned a couple times. So we'll see if they address that in the later rounds. They have to. I mean, there's no way. Maybe they'll even do some sort of... I, I, you know, they'll, they'll, do, they'll, find, they'll figure something out, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, very, very solid draft from the Buccaneers. Cincinnati Bengals, St. Louis Rams. Very, very good drafts. Now, Adam, let's let's go ahead and bounce down to um, womp 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 the losers of the draft. And who who do you who do you think it, we we chose? You know, we, we I have three teams in mind. I, I I'll let you all you guess again. Guess one of the teams. You have you have, you have a pretty good chance. <laughs> that was one that I'm pretty sure all of our listeners are are thinking about is uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. I, I've come to the conclusion that, that Pete Carroll has no idea how to draft. Yeah, it's but, funny It's funny when he said it because Pete Carroll obviously was great at USC and everything and recruiting players and everything. But then you also have another guy that's kind of in a similar situation that Pete, has, Pete was coming in a few years ago when he first joined Seattle. Now Greg Schiano with the Bucks coming in, he has had a phenomenal draft. So I don't know what Pete Carroll is doing. <laughs> I, I, I think that what it was is um, Schiano did not have the talent at Rutgers, the, the sort of talent caliber he's used to kind of scrounging up from the bottom. Um, and Pete Carroll just had players walk into his lap, and in a draft that doesn't happen. <laughs> so he's kind of lost. I think he's kind of a little bit lost. Um, but, you know, uh, Bruce Irvin was their first-round pick, and this guy, you know, fast as a bullet at linebacker. He is just quick, quick, Yeah, quick, converted, quick. converted safety from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Very, very talented, but he has a bit of a rap sheet. Um, something about stealing a magnetic sign and destroying it off a delivery truck or something. Huh. Um, yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous, um, ridiculous um, chain of events. But you know, wait, wait, what you mean? You mean with all that speed, he didn't get away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he get away. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the the the, the thing is, Bruce Irving, you know, really, really high risk, really high reward. I'm I'm leaning towards he was probably just a faux pas in the front office, and they and they just didn't know who else to draft. So, not crazy about that pick. Bobby Wagner, I love out of Utah State, but. Why would they take Why would they take Urban and then Wagner back to back in in first second rounds? Doesn't make any sense. That just is beyond me. The third pick, Russell Wilson, is incredibly incredibly solid. Um, I don't know. It's a testament to maybe they don't have faith in Matt Flynn entirely, or if they think Russell Wilson has Russell Wilson would be great one day. I mean, the guy just has all the intangibles. Um, and then the last pick, Robert Turbin, who I know you have a love affair <laughs> with. So, you know, Robert Turbin is like Marshawn Lynch 2.0. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, I, I kind of like him as like I was kind of liking him to a Richard Mendenhall type too. But yeah, <laughs> which is why I was hoping to bring him to Pittsburgh since Mendenhall's out with that ACL. But yeah, very, <laughs> Great, very, very. That's probably one. Probably he and Wagner, two Utah State boys, are probably probably the best picks for the Seahawks. I think. Yeah, I, I well, Russell Wilson's up there too. I like Russell Wilson a lot, but um, Bobby Wagner, very solid. Robert Turbin, very, very solid. But again, you know, the selections don't make a lot of sense in in Seattle's offense and in their you know, I mean, they drafted a backup quarterback and. A running back that will, you know, maybe be playing third string behind uh, Leon Washington. You know, I'm not, um, I'm, not, I'm not really sure what, what what their plan is, and I really don't know what their plan is with Urban and Wagner either. So, Seahawks are a total question mark. And I know, I know, I know you love this team. I know you have a soft spot for them. The uh, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> so, yep. What That's, that I do. I what is what is what is one word you can describe the Miami Dolphins draft with so far? Do you think? Flop. Uh, shambles. Shambles. <laughs> flop. <laughs> yeah. Not not a great draft. So I, I'm I'm not even gonna touch this. I'm gonna let you just go. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> well, I don't know why I really don't understand why everybody's so high on him. I mean Todd McShay and Mel Kiper will ride them or will ride Tannehill to the bitter end <laughs> on how good he on God, how good he's gonna be. But I, I'm tired of upside and potential with quarterbacks. When you're taking him that high, when you're taking him eight. The potential and upside that shouldn't that shouldn't be much of a factor anymore. He should be a fin- he should be close to a finished product like an Andrew Luck, like a Robert Griffin the third. He should be ready to go. Throw him into the fire, but of course with the Dolphins quarterback situation, you never know. He might they might throw him into the fire, but uh <laughs> <laughs> that that's the scary truth of it. I think they could they could just throw him right in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I like I like Jonathan Martin from Stanford. He's not he's not terrible. I guess he's probably I don't know he's probably my third or fourth best tackle. But he's more project. I think he, most people are projecting him to be a right tackle. I mean, it's probably better because they have J- a healthy Jake Longhorn. So that actually not that's actually not a bad pick. Now I think about it, uh, Michael Agnew always loved him at Missouri. I think finally he'll. I think they'll be able to get some good players, and maybe finally Anthony Visano will not be the focal point of that offense. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> it's about time. And then it, Lamar Miller from Miami, great pick there as long as he can be as long as he's healthy coming into camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I you know I I think Miami's. The reason they're on the loser side is they, they they drafted Ryan Tannehill. I think that's you know we're both, uh, you know I think Adam Ryan may be the minority, but we definitely believe that, that was a wasted pick. You know, um, like you said, for a quarterback that you draft in the first round, they better be able to come in and start day one. There shouldn't even be a question you draft in the first round. And I, I think there's probably I mean I, I think there's probably a possibility that Tannehill could have fallen all the way out of the first round. Don't you think there's a possibility that could have happened? Yeah, yeah, because not a number of the teams outside of the top ten need a quarterback. So as far as I could tell. And if they didn't take, and if the Dolphins didn't take him after after the love affair they've had with him leading up to the draft, then teams would have thought, oh, there must be something wrong with them. Let's right. stay away. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So the, my, Miami had, you know, their, their draft from the second round on has been has been pretty pretty okay. They done a good job. That Tannehill pick is just a black eye on the draft. And hopefully, you know, I do. I hope I hope he works out for the Dolphins. I hope things do work out. But you know, I'm not I'm not holding out hope. Yeah, that's true. I'm not holding out hope. In <laughs> um, the last team, the last team I'd like to bring up is the. Uh, San Francisco forty Alex Smiths. So oh, we're saying that we're saying Alex Smith now. Yeah, Alex huh. Smith. Yeah, well, <laughs> big ups to Alex Smith. Yeah, no, no, it really should be the Vernon Davises. But um, <laughs> you know, for the Forty Niners, um, they they kind of shocked. I don't want to say the world, but when Mel Kiper is on camera and he's staring at his papers, folding through them, trying to figure out well, who they drafted in the first round, <laughs> that that's when you know they they kind of rolled one out of the hat. Um, the first round they drafted AJ Jenkins, and Adam, I think you know more about AJ Jenkins than I do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Burner from the University of Illinois. 
pretty very good production. I mean, Nathan Shieldhouse was is an okay quarterback there, and he, he was clearly their best receiver. Jenkins was, but I, I don't know. I probably like Aurelius Ben more when back back when he was in Illinois. Now with the Buccaneers, of course, but Jenkins definitely a burner. There there are Mike Wallace comparisons. I'm not even going to go there because I don't think it's even close. But <laughs> as a Steelers fan. But yeah, he's not a terrible pick, but Stephen Hill should definitely have been the guy there. Yeah, I, I agree that Stephen Hill um, has tremendous, tremendous, tremendous talent. He is a little bit raw, but um, when you're when you when you have, when you have a four three when you have four three speed and you're six four, money go route every money. play. <laughs> Even yeah. if he's used just as a decoy, go yeah, route. Yeah, as a decoy, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, so Adrian James was a questionable pick, and then, this, and then they took Michael James out of Oregon University, the duck, the uh, the, the fast duck from. Not sure I'm going with that, but he's quick. Michael yeah, James the, is quick. Those jump cuts. Those Ugh. jump cuts, yes. Yes, they are. He, this kid gets an open field, and nine times out of ten, he's gone. So the thing is, the reason I don't like this pick with Michael James, I like Michael James. The reason I don't like this pick is because they have such a log jam in the backfield now. They have Brandon Jacobs, who they just signed. They still have Frank Gore. They have Kendall Wright. No, no, what's that kid's Kendall name? Hunter. Kendall, Kendall Hunter. Kendall Hunter, not right. Kendall Wright's yep. the guy out of Baylor. Um Kendall Hunter, and now they have Michael James. That's you know that that is a that and is Anthony and Anthony Dixon from Mississippi State a couple of years ago. He's still there as well. Five running backs in the backfield. That is a log jam if there ever was one. And I'm not sure if this was just an impulse pick by the 49ers, like oh let's see what he can do. He has potential, or, or if it was one of those. Like you know you know Jim Harbaugh knows what he can do. So <laughs> yeah, exactly killed him in the Pac-12 when he's coaching there. You know I, I'm I'm not really sure. I mean I I guess I understand the pick in the way that he's explosive. He has a lot of he, he has that X factor, but. In, in the same way, I think that it may have been a little bit of a reach, and I also am not sure he fits the system there. You know what I mean? It's not a very um, scat. I mean, you know, I don't think scat backs are really the, the 49er mold for running back. I mean, I, I think power when I think of 49er rushing, don't you? And Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah, definitely. Imagine the, the tackles. Rock. Yeah, between North the tackles. And south. Yeah. And, and, and Michael James is about as far as you're going to get from, you know, between the tackles running backs, you know? Yeah. Um, and the last pick, Joe Looney, who I, I, I'm not going to try to BS anyone. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, I've never even heard of him. So, the only thing I know is he went to Wake Forest. That's about all I know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's offensive line from Wake Forest. So, you know, 49ers, I, I think they were, in position, they were in good position to improve their team greatly. Um, and they, I think they may have kind of dropped the ball. Um, and, we'll, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe they couldn't be winners in the end. I'm not really sure. You know, it could go either maybe way. They know, maybe they know something we don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? We're not the well, ones. they probably do, but yeah. Yeah, they probably do, but we'll see. We'll see later this season for sure. Um, in our last segment, Adam and I's favorite segment, the uh, Seriously Dude segment, um, if you haven't heard it by now, I'm sure you have. Um, Adam, I'm sure I'm sure you laughed when you saw this pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars selected punter Brian Anger from Cal University in the third round with the 70th overall pick. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what exactly goes what? I mean, you know. What, what, what about what about their second? What about their lack of secondary depths? What about they need, they need interior line help? What, what are they doing? It's puzzling. I'd like to think that maybe they, they realize with Blaine Gavis, their quarterback, they better have a good punter because they're gonna go three and out so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but, like okay, we're just gonna, our defense still good, so I guess we'll just put it all on their back. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just I'm not sure. I mean, I really, you know, with with the glaring holes in the secondary, with the need for even again, I'd say another wide receiver beyond Blackman. You know, I'm not really sure. I, I don't. I mean, he's he, he's not Shane Leckler, <laughs> you know. He's no. not Shane Leckler. <laughs> I I I just wonder. I mean, you know, I, I think that probably the soonest you can draft a punter or a kicker and be 
Sixth. In the safe zone is, is I'd say the fourth round. I'd say the fourth oh. round, you, you, you'd start dreading punters and be okay with it. But the third round, that, that's skill position players in the third round still. Yeah. Um, very, very questionable choice by the, uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they're going to get tons of flack for this pick. And if this kid doesn't come out and just, like, dominate um, Shane Leckler style <laughs> this season. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Jacksonville's ever going to hear the end of it. And God forbid he comes out like Matt Dodge and we're going to be – you know, Jacksonville will probably just be burned to the ground. <laughs> the worst pick of all time. Like it's okay though. It's, it's going to be hard for us to judge though, because none of the games are going to be on nationally televised. So, oh, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let, let's. All right, Jacksonville. We're sorry. We. Yeah. We, okay. Uh, yeah. We, we'll, that was we'll, too far. We'll have to break. No. No. It, it, it was. It was still in the in the in the good zone. But you know, I do feel bad for Jacksonville. I I, I do pity them. Um. Maybe maybe, maybe the new owner Shad Khan and that and that beautiful mustache can turn things around there. We'll see. I'm not sold. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> um, so anyway, you know, let's let's wrap this up. You know, the draft was very very exciting this year. One, I think it's the best in recent memory. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Lots of trades, lots of lots of depth across the board. Very 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 fun draft to watch. And um, you know, we're we're not going to really discuss the uh, the late the late late round picks like five six seven because you know those guys can come on. I know Antonio Brown. I know <laughs> those guys can come on. And before before you even say it, I'm going to stop you right there. Antonio Brown, I know. Um, but most of the time, those guys do not end up doing much. The, 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 I mean, most of the time, those guys end up being backups, and they end up getting cut. So, you know, if one of those guys comes out and does well and becomes, you know, the next Arian Foster who went undrafted, or, you know... The Antonio, next, Brown. Antonio Brown. Antonio <laughs> or, Brown. Or Brett Kiesel, seventh-round pick by BYU. <laughs> All right. So before we get um, to do the Steelers, the first Steelers podcast, we're going to uh, go ahead and sign off here. I'm Troy Ballard. And I'm Adam Parker. And this is the Beer and Stash Podcast. Thank you for listening.